0: Hello, and welcome to the vlogging pod. Tonight, we are joined by Amanda Hayden. Welcome to the room, Amanda. How are you this evening?
1: I'm great. How are you doing? Oh, it, I'm doing wonderful.
0: Actually, today was an amazing day, 80 degrees outside, so mm-hmm. it was
1: nice. It was nice. nice. I, I took um, a- from grading today to mo because <laughs> i'm like it's yeah, just too that... nice to yeah all day yeah
0: actually it's interesting what you say that now I, i'm going to jump a question here so I, don't tell me too much <laughs> because i've got it written down about what you do but because you just took a bit and said about grading um my husband is a, an adult teacher for um adult age ed- what well, not adult education, but the extra stuff. He does like heating and cooling, welding, and different stuff like that. So that's Mm -hmm. actually where he's at right now, is off teaching. So I feel you're... (laughs) Well, he has two jobs. The teaching is an extra thing that they ask him Mm -hmm. to do. But yeah, I feel
1: that. It's hard to want to be in a classroom when it's nice, right? It's hard to want to be in any close, yeah, meetings, classes. It's like it's so, it's
0: so nice yeah, I, I know, I know. I, I, mean, I have my doggy door open, so you might hear them come in. But I, I am like so envious of my dogs. I'm like, why can't I record outside? Why, why? Yeah. <laughs> so before we get too far, and this kind of goes with what you do as your profession, talk to
1: me about Sinclair College. Oh boy. Well, it's pretty much the most fantastic place you could work. I'll say that yeah. I've been there 20 years I'm going into my 21st year. And um, I, yeah, I started as an adjunct and then just kind of worked, worked, worked my way up the ladder and, you know, went through all the, the promotions and milestones and all the things and, and, uh, and so now I'm a tenured full professor. So it's, it's, they're, they're very supportive. And it was really important to me to work at a community college because that's I went to a community college my first two years. And uh-huh. it really had the most profound impact throughout all my education on my just wanting to teach. And um, I had oh God, I had some of the best teachers there. And they just they just really set me on that path. And I knew I was like, these are my people like I I was first generation, I was working three jobs while I was going to school. And I'm like, that's that's where I belong. You know, th- these are the wow. students at teach. So I, I love it. I'm really, really lucky to, to be able to work there because I, I just love it.
0: Well, that's awesome. So when we talk about um, your profession, you are a professor of humanities. Explain to me a little bit about um, that, if you wouldn't mind.
1: Sure. So I'm a part of a bigger, uh, we call it a very eclectic department and it, the full department is humanities, government, modern languages, but it also includes philosophy, um, <laughs> Native American history, a bigger, you know, history classes, religions, you know, <laughs> so it's, it's
0: uh, wow. kind of
1: a, a catch-all humanities. And so we usually just say humanities because, you know, it just includes everything. And so, yeah, I teach a, a variety of humanities courses from religions, uh, cultures, um, to ph- intro to philosophy, to environmental ethics. So just a whole little, you know, beautiful, eclectic mix there. So keeps it interesting. And, uh, you know, I love finding the connections between all of them. Right. Well, that's interesting. So how do
0: you find that being a professor of humanities and um, the entirety of what you were just saying about how much that is a catch-all. How do you find that your career inspires you as far as being a poet?
1: Oh my gosh! Well, well, directly, um, <clears throat> I think becoming the poet laureate for Sinclair is, I mean, for sure, was a huge boost of you know confidence and um, you know just kind of opened up an entirely new world of opportunity to you know to meet other poets and to be out in the public sphere more i've always been a writer i've always written poetry but that that really gave me that sort of um you know that doorway that opened and just kind of blew mm-hmm. off the hinges really and just became this really beautiful um, connection between my work and you know my creative side which you know you kind of sometimes will see separate and it's nice to have them come together and be in the same room together and uh, mingle and do these amazing things together. (laughs) So it's, uh, (laughs) yeah, so that's, I'd say that part as far as just, you know, that has inspired. And then also just the, you know, all of the years of traveling and teaching and, you know, student experiences and stories and um, all the subjects, subject matters I teach, that really, really affects my writing style and the the things I write about. So a lot of my writing is influenced by you know diversity in religious perspectives and cultural perspectives and uh, you know indigenous spaces and just all the things that I teach about end up somehow they'll you know they find a way into my writing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which,
0: yeah, makes sense. Now, in indigenous spaces, tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, um, so the first um, collection that I worked on, it uh, was about American travel and. Backpacking and camping, and just you know, different different ways to experience the American landscape. And so, a lot of that was, it's um, probably a solid eight to nine poems of that was my uh, experience going to places like Mesa Verde and Chaco Canyon, and um, going to Piva, you know, attending uh, the Cochiti Pueblo corn dance, and just you know, all these sort of very formative experiences from you know, my youth into my adulthood and, you know, experiencing those spaces, not just reading about it in a book, but, you know, actually going and experiencing it. So, um, so those are the, you know, the, the, that land connection is what really is the common theme throughout those different poems. Hmm.
0: Very interesting. So when you talk about, oh, you're welcome. (laughs) And I do mean that because it is very interesting. Um, I'd love to pick your brain on the indigenous stuff because I'm writing a book on different stuff, but well, that's another story. Oh, <laughs> and love I really you.
1: do go ahead. Oh, I just say, call me up whenever you need. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you talk about poetry, uh, there's a lot of different ways that, well, not just, not just a poet, but I guess a writer could, any kind of writer, um, you know, can really feel this as well. But I think poetry has a little bit, I don't know, I could be wrong on this, but I feel as right a poet is a little bit more deeper um, in the words that they try to involve, um, if you're following my thinking on that, because sometimes it might be a shorter stance and have more depth in its meaning. So with that thinking, when, you have, when you're envisioning other people reading your work, do you, Think of them reading aloud or being immersed in it within their reading in their minds. So, what kind of experience do you envision for your poetry when somebody reads you? Am I making man, sense on that
1: question? That's <laughs> okay. fantastic. That's I've never been asked that. That's a fantastic question. um Oh
0: well, thank you.
1: But, and very layered in the sense of man. There's like there's so many I guess kind of approaches to this. I mean, I would say for the most part when I'm writing, it really is a in the moment, kind of almost, you know, I, and you know, I sound a little woo woo when I say this, but you know, it's almost kind of this mystical, weird mystery of you kind of get these ideas or these thoughts or words. And then if you can just quiet everything around you and become like hunkered, like hunker down into it and just kind of put yourself in there to listen and let it channel through, then like it comes out. And that's sort of what I've found. And so the process, the actual process of it, I don't really think a lot, honestly, maybe I should think more about what it's gonna be like related, but I really don't think about the other side yet until then I start like the editing process. And then when I edit and go through, then I think, oh, you know, <coughs> this would probably sound better here. Or um, I wonder, you know, kind of, providing some spaces. I, I do read every single poem I write. I read out loud multiple times because I think that's truly when it comes to life is being read out loud. And so okay. I always read it out loud to make sure that it reads as it reads like, or as well as, or even better than I, I put it on paper, you know, that it, it uh-huh. has the spaces those breathing pauses, the space in between the words and, and that flow. So, you know i definitely i can i can honestly say I, it's not i'm not writing for like a particular audience it's just more of like i just write what's um the idea or the image or the story i'm telling and and then i kind of just edit it and then you know send it out there and it's it's interesting how you know, there's so many just like songs or anything, or children, they're very different from each other. And so, you mm-hmm. know, one poem really resonates with this person, one resonates with someone else, you know, it just that's just sort of how it how it happens. That's right. a great question. Though. Oh, well, thank
0: you. I occasionally have a <laughs> a moment of clarity. <laughs> it's not often, but I sometimes have them. Um, same. <laughs> same. <laughs> Excuse me. So let's discuss, um, excuse me, excuse me. Oh, my air went down the wrong way. How many people can say that? Um, So (laughs) let's discuss uh, poetry topics. What are, what would you assume or you want people to take away that are the main topics of your poetry?
1: Also a very good question. I think that- Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) it's true these are fantastic i think that um even though i'm writing about a wide variety of subject matter i mean when i think about the poems that i've written so far and then ones i have ideas for i mean they range from you know breakups to parenting to uh you know landscape to I wrote one about you know how sexy El Caminos are. I mean, you know, know, they vary, so it's it's not like I can say well it's all nature poetry or it's all this poetry. You know, it's it's all kind Mm -hmm. of a mix. But I would say what they have connecting or running through them is a sense of like kind of like an umbilical cord tying them to a certain space or root idea or feeling. I, I think there's always some sort of underlying. Um, emotion to it. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I don't even know what that is yet until the poem comes out. And then I'm like, Oh, that's about grief. Or, Mm -hmm. oh, this is about joy, you know, in the moment of joy, or this is about something that didn't happen. But, uh, you know, that could have happened if this other thing wouldn't have, you know, kind of like the nuances of those things in life were kind of the space in between, you know, of thoughts or dreams or images. And sometimes it's just straight up something that happened either to me or to someone I know that I kind of retell that story or narrative in a way that connects to something universal. And so I'd say just all, they all kind of tie into uh, what I, you know, what I hope and what I really write from is just a sense of authenticity of just writing from experience. So, I I mean, I'd love to be creative and like write sci-fi poems and like all sorts of stuff. (laughs) I think they'd be so cool. Like that'd be super oh. cool, but I just, that's just not my, you know, like I just write from that kind of innate innate known experience, I guess. So that's, that's what I would okay. say kind of ties them all together. Okay.
0: So when we talk about your work, let's, let's dive a little deeper and American Saunter. Let's, let's mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that. Your recent work. Tell me about that.
1: Oh man. Well, so I'm really excited about this. It's been a, a long time coming as far as the ideas have been there for this and i've got kind of it's sort of a three part look or connection of american landscape european landscape and then indian uh my time in india so i wanted to kind of look at these three really influential travel experiences of my life and, and write um write about them but in a sense of writing you know um telling stories kind of harnessing the landscapes and the, the stretch of people and um places and just you know all the the from the really um heavy to the really light and fun and absurd to the spiritual to the pop culture you know just kind of catching on and not you know not hitting every single aspect of course i mean i don't have every all 50 states you know but i i hit pretty much you know kind of give a, a as much of a thorough perspective as i can from individual experiences. So I'm writing about places I've actually been, you know, I'm writing about uh-huh. places I've actually, or people I've encountered, um, things like that. I mean, obviously there's a little bit of, you know, creative, you know, uh, stretching there sometimes, but it's, you know, it really is based in that experience. So with the American Saunter, yeah, it goes from, I, I ordered it A to Z and it just starts with, um, <laughs> the, the first one starts with a Tonka about uh, being a Midwesterner in New York city. And kind of the mm-hmm. you know the orienting the fish out of water thing with like that, and then you know it goes through to explore um, people like Rachel Carson and Julia Butterfly Hill and uh, Zora Neale Hurston and just American writers and activists who you know really influenced me. Where I visited places you know that they're connected to, um, and then it you know I go into like I said certain experiences or memories, and I talk about. Um, specific places. So, you know, I have poems that, that, you know, really kind of deep dive into places like Gettysburg and the Grand Canyon and um, just, yeah, it's sort of, it's, it's just kind of a wide variety Yosemite um, just, you know, Bar Harbor, Maine, just all these different places. So it's just sort of a, I don't know, a little bit of a, a mosaic of place, people, story, events, religion, um land history and uh and it it does address current you know it doesn't tiptoe around current problems and issues i have homes addressing um you know gun violence and school shootings and racism and mm-hmm. you know i have i have um you know sexual assault i have poems for that uh, you know addressing that deal you know, that have those topics that are really close to that um but you know i have celebrate, celebrate. That kind of, you know, just undeniable like potential and beauty of America uh, in the diversity in, uh, especially our ge- geography. And so it's just, yeah, it's just sort of a, um, all kind of a bird's eye view of uh, what, you know, one kind of vision or one experience or lens of America, in the United States. Right. <clears throat> well,
0: that is very courageous of you to not only um right about the brighter side of things to to go a little deeper into racism i mean that would be a big you know Mm -hmm. on some points that could be a big you know what i mean big x and O. like no don't do it don't do it um so so how very (laughs) how very courageous of you to tap into issues that should be brought forward more often you know so i salute you on that because
1: it's thank not you. easy
0: to well, you're welcome it's not easy to shine a light on such things and and take a hit for it you know and many in many many areas of the world, you know because not yeah. everybody can be so open, and that's great that is awesome of you so well,
1: thank you I appreciate that oh well you're much.
0: welcome well you're welcome i I probably have a lot of similar viewpoints on that than as yourself, so when you say that it just. You know what I mean? <laughs> when you yeah, look at something, yeah. you think, oh, we have something in common. Uh, we have something in yeah. common. I get that. I get that. You're picking
1: up so, what you're laying
0: down. <laughs> yeah, right? You're picking up, what, yeah, I'm picking up what you're laying down. I'm a liking it. I like it. Um, So when we talk about you and your work, um, what do you see as your future as far as poetry? And we, we only have two minutes, but don't worry when the, it yeah. goes off. It will be kind of loud when the alarm goes off. Because there is okay. another question I would like to ask. And you know, if we go over, it's fine for a little bit. So okay. but tell me about the future. What's next and coming for you?
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, um, I hope, I hope it man, I hope a continuation of this sort of unveiling and exploring um this, you know, creative side and just making more um in making more poems, <laughs> <You're> writing, <laughs> right. writing more, and um, you know, just being a mom and continuing, you know, to teach and just basically continuing all the good things that that I that I'm just been very fortunate to uh, experience and just hopefully continue to expand and 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 you know make more connections and hopefully get you know get the writing out there a little bit more. Right. Wonderful. So do you have another book coming? Do you have some things you've compiled already? So I do. So I have the, the, the American Center manuscript is out under consideration. And I also just finished a chat book on, um, Costa Rica. And that chat book came from, I was, I'm working on the European manuscript right now. And I, I wrote, um, a section on Italy, on France, and then I wrote a section on Eastern Europe and I wrote several poems on, Walking the grounds of Auschwitz, and after that, I needed. I was. I was feeling pretty, pretty heavy, and I needed a little break and some lightness and joy. And I thought, hmm. what, what place? What place brings me like lightness and joy? And I pulled out my notebook and it was like, Costa Rica. So I wrote. A, <laughs> I wrote an entire hmm. like little, just all these you know, just fun, light, um, just super, super fun, you know, little haikus and. Uh, <laughs> Just all sorts of little fun poems about uh, Costa Rica. So that chat book is also out being circulated um, under consideration. and then I continue to work on the European uh, manuscript. Um, so that's my, my major project, but I've got some other ideas. I've got some other things up my sleeve that I've, I'm taking notes <laughs> and writing down, and you know I've got some ideas that I'm excited to start start you know compiling and start to work on.
0: Nice. So when you refer to a chat book, tell me mm-hmm. that. What
1: is? yeah so um and this was all new to me i didn't i didn't realize okay that's my time no, keep loud. going
0: yeah i told i told you it was loud it was coming it's coming you i mean on the lying. i was not lying i am sorry i always try to warn you like yo there's gonna be an eruption in our life really it's soon an and it's <laughs> gonna be loud
1: audio <laughs> volcano <laughs>
0: I know, right? If you have headsets on like I am, you will hear it. <laughs> <laughs> du- double since I'm in the room that it goes into. Yeah. You Anyways, don't, you were saying, chat. you miss
1: it though. Uh so no, uh, you yeah, don't. but the chat book is just essentially a smaller, kind of a it, it varies but usually it's about 10 to 20 pages. Or about 15 to 20 poems on average they kind of the you know requirements kind of vary but it's essentially kind of a snap you know kind of a a snap picture of it's like a smaller story basically it's like a chapter of a book instead of the whole book you know um or like a limited series versus you know a regular season or a regular series so um it's kind of a fun way to You know, write poems about a certain subject when maybe it's not enough to make an entire like 75 page book but it's more than just one poem you know you've got a story arc here you've got you know several things that you can focus on so chapbook's really nice for that
0: nice so one of the questions um this was like a last minute thing that i wrote down here on, on the verse that we're talking of course just a few questions i threw in there that based on what we were talking um tell me about your poetry, as far as the world of being a professor, how is the poetry perceived,
1: or do does no one know that you write the poetry? Yeah, oh man, that's so funny you asked that. So just um, just Tuesday in my class, um, someone said, uh, one of my colleagues said, "Oh, you know, she, you know, she's the poet laureate," and my class was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> So I tend to not I, you know, and it's not I don't purposely separate them because, again, I it's such so thrilling to to bring these two worlds together at the same, you know, in the same academic sphere. But I do tend to like in my classes and stuff. I mean, I obviously will incorporate in, um, you know, like when I do different religions, I often will incorporate different poems, poets from those religions or cultures, you know, but I don't yeah, I really don't make like a thing of it because, you know, I don't want to be like, hey, (laughs) <laughs> oh, I feel you.
0: I feel you. I really do. Um the only thing I have similar to that is I don't I don't really people that know me Um, Some people do, but I don't make it a public thing where I'm like, oh yeah, I wrote a book. I wrote a book Mm -hmm. because you know what my biggest fear to that is like they're going to read it and they're going to hate it and I have to see them every day. And it's going to be like, (laughs) oh, crap. No, I don't write nothing. It's nowhere. No.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, because there is that so much of that is so vulnerable and personal. And so, it, you know, you do have to kind of I think and I think that is part of like creating, believing in it and then letting it go. Mm -hmm. You know, and really kind of letting yes. go. To, you can't control. It's just like a song. You can't. A musician can't send out a song and then control like what, how that person receives or interprets that song. You know, it can be just in so millions of different ways. And I think it's the same thing with writing. I think that you yeah. know it's up to you, know, you just have to kind of let go. Um, and that's a really I, good I, ex- exercise. <laughs> yeah. Go of that.
0: Well, I can see where it would come up as because <clears throat> professionally, being a professor and. <clears throat> poetry like i like i presume is very deep has a lot more meaning um because you have a sh- it's a shorter stance you know what i mean it's not like uh, the book and all the chapters <clears throat> where yeah. you can loosely be more open with it Poet- that that's how i perceive it i i'm not yeah. saying everyone perceives it but that's how i perceive it so and also poetry can be a lot more personable you know because mm. because you are putting so much of yourself in such a small You know what i mean a small stream of your words and so based on that i can see where professionally bringing that into another part of your another part of you as as such as your two different careers because you are a poet and you Mm -hmm. are a professor i can see where that would it would be a hard stretch i mean you either are really open to bring that into everything or it can be oh well It can open yourself up to a more personable side being into the more professional. Am I making sense on that? (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, that makes complete sense. And I think I mean it's definitely always navigating. I mean, like there's a time and a place the container, right? There Mm -hmm. certain containers um, you know, are are safe for certain types of poetry or you know, certain containers are wanting and asking for poetry that's raw or that or that's you know, moves or that's you know, kind of a, a gut punch, you know. Um, and then right. some spaces, like, but that's not the I wouldn't bring that to the classroom, you know, I wouldn't bring that right. to so I think part of it is kind of navigating the just like sending out to different journals and reviews, you know, kind of you just being mindful and, and attentive to uh kind of the mojo of the of the <laughs> you know of the place. <laughs> yeah. But um but yeah, but I'd say also at the same time though, I mean it's interesting because there is there is a certain degree of Surrender, and I remember the very, the very first poem I wrote as poet laureate. um, I knew I, I was like I had so much um, kind of insecurity about because I, I'm not a traditional poet. I don't have an MFA. You know, I wasn't. I'm not a poetry teacher, and so I thought, you know what, I, I, what I can give though is like my, my authentic experience, and so I wrote about my dad who had just pat had passed away the previous year during COVID. And so I wrote about my dad teaching me how to drive, but of course it was like this underlying layers of everything we'd gone through during this pandemic, and like trying to kind of, you know, quote business as usual, return it to you know normal, and there's really no normal yeah. anymore. And so I kind of related it, you know, the the grief and not being able to grieve properly to kind of like what we're all going through with this grief that you know we, we kind of feel like we're, you know, not able to really, I guess, process it, you know, fully. And, um, and so that's what I wrote. I like, I wrote that and I just like, like, I just went for it. <laughs> you know, I was just right. like, I just went for it. Cause I thought that's what I ha I have that to give. And it, and fortunately it was really well received and it was really, I, you know, I had a lot of people that really, uh, responded and I, I, one of the best comp- one of the best things I've heard is someone came up and said to me, you know, I'm, I'm not really a poetry person. I don't like poetry, but I like that. And I yeah. thought, how incredible to, you know, maybe introduce some people to poetry that think think they don't like poetry. And then maybe, you know, turns out maybe they do. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Well, you should actually send me a link to that or where I can read it because... I will. Yeah, I'd love okay. to. <laughs> it kind of hits home. My father just passed yeah. away. So, oh, I'm so
1: sorry.
0: Yeah. It's, <clears throat> that's what I was talking about, about being behind and everything, because you just... Oh, and it's yeah. just like you said, grief is not. And uh, as far as my mother and I, because we've had to, I mean, I have siblings, but my mother and I specifically have had to deal with the aftermath. And grief is not something. I mean, yes, I've cried, yes, I've had moments, but I've felt as if I've had to keep it mm-hmm. together. And because there's there's so much. I mean, he, <clears throat> it hasn't been uh two months yet that my father's oh, gone yeah. yeah and so there's but and you wouldn't think that there's so much more i mean it feels as if the grief is being put on hold because there's so much we have to do and yeah. but yes you should send me that because you know sometimes when you yeah <laughs> i might i might feel the power of that i really really. Yeah.
1: i yeah i want to empathize for sure
0: yeah I want to thank you so much, Amanda, for being on the program. You were delightful. Um, thank you. I, I would have you back again yeah, so. anytime. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for coming on because it really was an interesting um, chat. And I mean, you could see we've went over already. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: do, yeah, I do not lie on that. It was a very interesting chat, and I have enjoyed it. So thank you so much for being on. Me too.
1: Thank you so much. It was it was a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Wonderful. For like
0: I was saying to our guest earlier um, in our little bit of an intro before we record, <laughs> I, I've been doing something new. It's an Amazon deal of the day, and today um, I found a fast wireless charger. This is ten watt max wireless charger for iPod, your iPhone. I'm sorry, your iPhone or Androids, and it also does AirPods. Uh, A few other things too that I'm like, wow, I cannot believe that, and it's seventy percent off, guys. It is went from forty six ninety nine to thirty. I mean, sorry, forty six ninety nine to thirteen ninety nine. It's safer to easier to use. It's easy to carry. It's very convenient, and I'm going to have the link and everything above, and I put a little bit of stuff together that I pulled from the site so you guys can read a little bit more about it. But I was like, man and I spent how much on mine? <laughs> so I really wanted to bring that to you guys today. It's an awesome deal. So make sure you stay tuned. Today I wanna thank our audience for coming in. We've had so many in the room today. So until next time, bye bye for now.